coming at you live from America's podcast studio, Eric the Turf Teacher Jones. The landscape contractor and green industry platform for success. This is the Podscape, brought to you by LMN Software. And welcome to the Podscape, ladies and gentlemen, as we prepare for another wintry mix here in North Carolina. We're going to jump in on the business of snow removal. What a great additional service that you can offer existing clients. What a great way to attract new clients. And it can be very profitable, but very unpredictable. And that's what tonight's episode is about. Before we get started today, I want to give a big shout out to LMN Software because none of this would be possible without them. I've personally been using their software in my own company, and so far it's been a complete game changer for my business. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. From budgeting, estimating, CRM, time tracking, and so much more, it's a simple do-it tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. And the best part about LMN is they have a free version, which you can begin using today if you choose to. Just visit golmn.com forward slash free to learn more and start taking advantage of the software that's helped me grow my business into a successful, sustainable, and profitable company. That's golmn.com dot com forward slash free g-o-l-m-n dot com forward slash free eric the turf teacher jones teaching you life lessons business strategies and leadership let's grow together all right guys snow removal let's let's jump into the meats and potatoes of it Successful and profitable snow removal requires specialized equipment. It does. You've got to have those plows on your trucks. You've got to have those tractors with plows. You've got to have push spreaders or you've got to have truck mount spreaders for ice melt. You may do the liquid brine application. Whichever it is you're doing, it does take specialized equipment that we only use a few weeks out of the season, especially here in North Carolina. Now, across the country, yeah, you're using it all the time. But you also got to have a system that addresses the mechanics of snow removal. You must also have a pricing system in place. You, you need to have knowledge of snow removal services. You can't just jump into it. You can't. You can't go buy a plow at your local dealer and have it put on your truck and then say you're in business. No, it's, it's, that's dangerous. Yeah, you can make some quick cash, but you can also get yourself into some hot water there with liability issues and, and, and other things. But you need to have this special knowledge of it. And the best way to do it is to work for somebody else for a couple seasons and see how things go. Because trust me, if it can go wrong, it's going to go wrong during a snow event. And you got to have dedication to your customers and from your employees. We got to take care of our customers. We do. And we got to take care of our employees, but this is a time that they need to kind of take care of you. They need to be able to work those extra hours. They need to be able to be on call for certain situations. You need to be able to prioritize your sites that you're going to provide services for. If you're working for banks, if you're working for um, pharmacies, 
if you're working for fast food, they're going to want to keep their drive-throughs open more so than their parking lot. They want to keep people coming. They want people have to get their medicine. People have to get to the ATM. They need that milk and bread. So then if you're working for a grocery store or shopping center there, you've got to keep walkways and sidewalks cleared to the front of the grocery store. You need to have these these sites prioritized. Because the school, if you're working for a school system or if you're working for, you know, a doctor's office that's closed, that's not your number one priority. You need to take care of the ones that are still going to be open and doing business or having people doing business with them after hours, especially through, you know, the drive-throughs. You also need to practice dry runs before the event happens. You need to drive it with your plow on the truck, with your employees. They also need to make dry runs. They need to know that route. They need to know where everything is. You need to flag your properties of manholes, curb and gutters, islands in the parking lot. You need to be able to see a perimeter all the way around with pink or orange flags. That way you're not tearing up anything. And you definitely need to mark your manholes because you don't want to lose your front teeth when that plow hits them. You got to prepare. And you've got to do these dry runs. And you got to get some rest before the storm happens. So let's jump into this. What about marketing and pricing these snow removal contracts? Well, the best time to actually get these jobs, guys, is in July and August because a lot of property management companies, that's when their physical year starts. And plus, if you're up north or out west, they're already thinking snow in August because it's probably going to start in November. That's just a couple of months away. But even here in North Carolina with property management companies, their budget year starts, physical year. It's kind of like the military, kind of like us at the college. Everybody has different physical years for budgets and money purposes. But focus on on a market niche and your existing clients. Let everybody know that you do do snow removal. It's a simple letter. Put it on your invoices when you go out, especially to your commercial clients. I don't want to push driveways. I don't want to shovel driveways, and I don't want to shovel sidewalks in residential neighborhoods. I want to focus on the commercial work. But do that personal contact and send them out some direct mail advertising. That'll work every time. A few years ago, here in, uh, well, actually, it was back in, it was either 98, 99. I was already out of college, undergraduate, finished that, working full-time for my parents, and we had a major snow come in. They were calling for it, and everybody's kind of like, eh, maybe not. It's North Carolina. We're probably not going to get that much. We got about 12 inches. As a matter of fact, I think it was about 14 inches in one event. We took care of our properties that we already had maintained, but it was still it it shut us down here in the triad of North Carolina. We went back to the office. I got out the old phone book. This was back in the days when the phone books were real thick and the yellow pages. I wrote down every property management company there was. I started making phone calls. Also in those yellow page ads, people would have their emails and they had their fax machines. So we come up with a nice little fax cover sheet in a statement that says we are providing snow removal and ice 
de-icing services. And I faxed it and emailed it to every property management company in the phone book. Our phones blew up. Our phones blew up because we had an event that shut us down. There was not enough landscapers actually to do all the work necessary. So we made a killing. We wore ourselves out, though, but that was how we did it. We didn't really have to worry about pricing when it come to that because people just needed it done. So when it comes to pricing, you're either going to do per hour charge, per inch, per push, or per season. I do not like per hour. I don't like people knowing how much I make. And for one, you're going to have property management companies that are going to watch you. If you're saying, hey, I get $80 an hour to run this truck and plow, and I ain't taking nothing less than 80 bucks. Trust me, they've probably got cameras up. They're going to know how long you're there. And if you say 80 bucks an hour and you're only there 20 minutes, guess what? They will find a way. I want to do either per inch or per push. Per season, you can get in trouble because, you know, you're going to price it out for the season. And you may have the worst winter ever and snows every week, and you've priced it for maybe one storm event a month. I don't like that. Either somebody's getting hurt. Either the contractor's getting hurt or the customer's getting hurt. Because they, what if you priced it for snowing every week and it only snows one time? It can happen, especially here in North Carolina. It's different up north and different out west. But here in North Carolina, we may go all season and get nothing. Or we may have a winter where we get five or six good storms. I like per inch. I like per push. That means, you know, per inch is, hey, when I'm actually going to push snow at a one inch, and I'll usually do like one to three inch, you know, four to six inch, six to eight inch, eight to 10, then, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm basing it on two inch increments or three inch, just depending on how we've set it up for the year. Or I'm doing per push. I'll go to that bank and I'll do the drive through and it's X amount of dollars. If I do the entire parking lot, it's X amount of dollars. That way, if I take two trucks, three trucks, or I'm sending one truck over there, I'm still getting paid for the push not per hour or not per vehicle. All that's included in that per push price. So I prefer per inch or per push. I don't like per hour, and we just don't live in an area where it's enough for per season. You're going to get retainers. A lot of the times these commercial clients, they're going to give you a payment. This guarantees them the exclusive use of certain pieces of equipment to make sure that their parking lots get clear. This is usually going to be shopping centers, retail centers, even airports will subcontract out a lot of this stuff. But this is your larger shopping malls and things of that nature. With your contracts, and we've talked a lot about contracts here lately. We have. We've talked a lot about contracts. Start time is usually one inch. It's going to include what type of ice melt that you're going to use. Removal of the ice melt or the sand if you're using sand for traction. If you're going to stockpile the snow, where at? If you're going to have to haul it off site or leave it there. It's going to delineate the property lines that you're going to push to. They're going to talk about payment schedules. When are you going to get paid? It's going to discuss gravel lots and drives because there are some warehouses in, in, in commercial properties that may have a gravel lot. I would not want to do that at all. 
is going to discuss a mobilization charge. That's when there is inclement weather on the forecast, so you go ahead and get your equipment ready. They're going to pay you a certain amount for that, especially these larger contracts. You know, if it's a small Burger King or a, you know, a BB&T bank or something like that, no. But if you're working for several Burger Kings or several banks and that's under one contract, they, well, you definitely want to get a mobilization charge. You want to get paid to go ahead and put the plows on and everything else because you're not going to ride around with them all winter. You're going to put them on when there's a storm and when, when there's not, you're going to take them off because you need those trucks out doing other jobs. And then you're going to have statements in there that's going to hold your company harmless for any and all liabilities. You need to have that. And this is this is definitely the time that you need to talk to that attorney when it comes to writing that particular contract. You're going to have to have insurance, commercial vehicle liability insurance, general liability. And underneath your general liability, you need to have premises and operations. This covers what you are doing when you are doing it. And then you also need to have a rider in there for completed operations. This protects you from any slips and falls after your company leaves. Because you don't want little Miss Smith walking into the bank. She's Instead of driving up to the ATM, she's going to get out and walk up there because she's afraid she's going to slide that car. And Plus, she's been in the house. She's probably been sipping on a little something she shouldn't be sipping on. And the only reason she's out is because she's got to run back to the liquor store. You don't want her falling on a lot that you've already plowed. you got to have that completed operations in there. Uh, you need to have a minimum of $1 million in liability insurance. Most of you already have that, especially doing landscape construction work. If you're using subcontractors, make them carry their own policies. They also need to be covered under your policy if you're willing to pay that premium increase. You can do that. You can do that. Or it's easier just to make them have their own policy and then make them add you as an additional insured on their policy that gives you a little bit of extra coverage. And then you got to have workers' comp for both you and your employees, and then you need that certificate on it from, from uh, your subcontractors. Equipment, you know, the plow trucks are the best. Salt spreaders in the in the back. I love skid steers. I love rubber tire loaders. Dingoes are perfect, perfect for clearing uh, driveway or uh, clear. Well, even smaller driveways if you're doing residential. But the sidewalks on some of these uh, commercial properties just perfect to do it. Walker mowers got you know a little cab that you can put on top and got the little blade out front. All kinds of things. ATVs, um, your gators. Your uh, off-road vehicles, all that can do it. But make sure you're, you're covered. I know a lot of guys still do, you know, open cab tractors. And I remember my dad doing that years and years ago. And he even told me a story about this the other day. He said, son, he said, the one time I got chewed out by my dad, he said it was when we took the old uh, putt-putt tractor. I mean, when we grew up on a farm here, he had a, uh, a putt-putt tractor, you know, the tricycle. And he said him and his buddy, Johnny Ray Tate, down the road, uh, they hopped on that tractor and threw some shovels and they had a, they had a scraper on the back and they went and made a couple hundred dollars each on a, on one Saturday. And there, you know, my grandpa was working, he got home and 
Uh, dad wasn't home. He said, son, where have you been? He said, we took the tractor out and we went scraping driveways. And he said, I got in a little bit of trouble. He said, because I didn't ask permission to do it. But, uh, you know, they did it in the, in the cold. And I remember dad doing open cab tractors, driving it from here at the shop into town, doing it. Then he finally got a big, um, you know, big cabbed John Deere, uh, with heat and everything on it. And we were good to go then. Now, the only way to do it is to do it with, you know, plow trucks, rubber tire loaders, enclosed skid steers. Uh, you may need a snow melter. That is a big thing. But all of that is going to be on your, uh, your within your contracts. Uh, and using these subcontractors, guys, you got to make sure that they are personally accountable for their own equipment. You know, they can't come after you because they've broke uh, their plow or whatever, or they've damaged their truck because they hit a manhole that stopped them in their tracks. Make sure they have the proper license and insurance. You got to check it. Get those certificates. Train them as if they are an employee of the company. They need to do dry runs as well. You know, you need to have that that call. They need a mobilization charge as well. So if you mobilize them, you need to give them some payment for that. And then during that mobilization, they need to make those dry runs. Always pay your subcontractors either a hourly rate, but you got to find a way to track them. You can't let them screw you. You can't say, hey, we were there two hours, and they were only there 30 minutes. That's why I love per push and per inch, because if I'm charging a rate, I'm going to tell my subcontractors, hey, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars to push the lot, and it needs to be clean. But if it's an hourly rate, you need to have a GPS tracking system. The best way to do that is to give them a phone, and tell them that, hey, we're going to be tracking it. We did a lot of work for Northwest Snow Removal or Northwest Snow Management. And that's really when we got big time into snow removal because we had a lot of contracts. They had the contracts for all the BB&Ts, all the Wachovias, all the Walgreens, and the CVSs. I mean, so we were covering it from, you know, western uh, Forsyth County all the way into eastern Guilford County, and we stayed gone for days when we had a large event. But we had a PDA. This was back before the days of cell phones like iPhones and, and Google phones and all that. We had a PDA that had a cellular service on it, and it had their software program. And so when we pulled in to a CVS, we had to time in. We had to check in. We also noted the weather. We also got out and we measured the depth of the snow. So if it was a 2- to 4-incher or a 4- to 8-incher or however, I can't remember how they had that set up, but we knew exactly what we were pushing. And the good thing about it is, you know, keeping up with this, you know, payment was always good. But make sure with these subs that you're tracking them and that you have communication with them. If they are subbing underneath you, they need to take care of your properties first before they go and take care of their other properties. That is a no-no. If they're subcontracting for you, they do not need to be out working for someone else or their other properties guys if you're needing some pesticide credits check this out right here eric the turf teacher jones teaching you life lessons business strategies and leadership let's grow together if you're needing irrigation landscape or pesticide credits check out my website at turfteacher.com 
Every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., we host Turf Talk Tuesday for pesticide credits and have online courses for both irrigation and landscape contractors. There are also several opportunities to get your credits at one of our seminars that we do throughout the southeastern United States and information on our Christmas lighting course. Check it out again at turfteacher.com. All right, scheduling. When scheduling your jobs, your your snow your snow uh, sites, you gotta prepare. Preparation is key. Is key. You gotta watch the weather. You need to be looking a week out in advance. I mean, you do. It's like I always hear, you know, my wife or you know, mom and dad will say, "Yeah, we got a snow event coming up," and I'm like, "What?" Because I don't turn the TV on. I'm too darn busy. But you know what? I got these people helping me with this stuff. And yes, we'll probably go throw ice melt out tonight. We'll definitely be throwing out ice tomorrow. But you have to watch the weather. And you need to get mobilized up front. You can't, when it starts snowing, it's too late to put the plow on. You need to have the plow on a couple of days prior to the event. That way you can be prepared. And get that money for mobilization. Get it. It's worth it, and people will pay it. Have your snow stakes or your snow flags. With these dry runs, do them. On a, on a rainy day, look how many rainy days we have in the winter. Get those flags and go and flag your properties. Curb and gutters, islands in the middle of the parking lot, anything that you need to mark off, you need to mark off. Because let me tell you something. If you get a 12-inch snow you're not going to be able to tell where the sidewalk is, where any of that stuff is. Then you're going to have drift. It's all just going to be a wash. So you need to have these taller stakes, depending on how much snow they're calling for. Usually here in North Carolina, we can get by with the little flags that you get at Lowe's or Home Depot. The little, uh, I like orange or pink flags because they stand out really, really good against that white snow. But make these dry runs and do it. Keep your equipment inside prior to the storm. The last thing you want to do is get called in and go out there and you've got ice on your truck or snow on your truck. You want to be able to get into a dry truck that's inside and get it warm for the guys before they head out. Night hours are better for removal. They try to get as, you know, you know they're, they're wanting people home so you can go out and get this stuff done. And visit the site multiple times during the storm. You as the owner, if you've got people working for you, you need to ride around in a four-wheel truck, maybe have a plow on it, but you need to be checking these properties. It's kind of hard if you're stuck on a job doing it yourself. And I know a lot of owners do that, and that's okay, but you got to be able to check and go behind your guys and make sure everything is good. Have some relief crews ready. If this is going to be a multi-day event, you want to have some you know, people to relieve. Sometimes, you know, it's good to have two people in a truck. Let one guy sleep while the other one's plowing, and then they switch off and rotate, you know, every so often or so many hours. You got to get people a break. And when it comes to the scheduling, again, like I said, you got to prioritize your sites. Banks, drive throughs walk-up ATMs, pharmacies, grocery stores, things that are going to have to be open need to be plowed first. If the business is closed, 
because of the snow event, that needs to be the last place that you push the snow. Seriously, take care of the places that are open and that people need to have access to their money, their groceries, and their liquor, right? Yeah, liquor store ain't going to shut down. They're going to make sure that that place is pushed and cleaned. De-icing. You know, you can do some pre-treatments, you know, liquid or solid. I know on the roads here, they always do the, the liquid brine. You can see the stripes in the road now. We used to go out and do it all the time with the banks, you know, our BB&Ts and the Wachovias, which is now Wells Fargo, uh, and our Walgreens and CVSs. They paid big time for pre-treats. And trust me, it helps. You get a hard-packed snow and you've got that ice melt underneath it, it is going to help. And then you got to go back with post-treatment. And post-treatment can be a few days even after the event because when the snow starts melting and running across the parking lot and then the temperatures drop again at night, there's going to be more ice. You may have to go back multiple times with de-icing, especially on the post-treatment. And be careful where you stockpile the snow. You don't want to push it uphill, do you? No, then it's going to melt and then run down and freeze at night. And you don't want to push it in front of a curb and gutter because you want the gutter to take the water away. Don't don't push it in front of a drain where it can't melt and go away. Uh, calcium and magnesium chloride are the safest for plants. Being landscapers, guys, we need to take this into consideration. We do. Calcium and magnesium chloride. Use it. And then brine application is, is getting real popular. They've got models that you can slide in the back of a pickup truck and do it. Abrasives, if you're having to use that, a lot of people will want that. You'll throw some sand out in front of the uh, – uh, or on the sidewalks or on the front door. What this is doing is helping people with traction. It's not going to melt the ice. It just helps people get a grip on it. But please be careful with your salt damage to plants. I've seen a bunch of junipers, bunch of hollies. They, they, they just go downhill with the applications that we put out there. Be careful. And then go back and clean up the ice melt. Don't blow it into the shrub beds. Go ahead and blow it out and, you know, blow it in piles and get it swept up. You can charge for that. That needs to be in your contract. They'd rather, you, they'd rather pay you to do that than to actually have to pay you to uh, replace plant material. With salt damage to plants, avoid using the salt de-icing materials. Only use it when needed. Apply it at the label rates. Again, we talk so much about label calculations. You need to read your ice melt uh, labels as well and, and set your spreaders on the setting that it's been calibrated for. And never, ever pile the snow near the plants either. Don't do it. Um. Guys, SEMA, you know, the Snow and Ice Management Association has outstanding information on it. You can even become a certified snow professional uh, through uh, the Snow and Ice Management Association. So hopefully this helps helps you get started. Hopefully this helps you get motivated and makes you want to go out there and, and do some snow removal services. And, guys, here's the thing. You don't have to have, um, you know – a $70,000 pickup truck with a snowplow on it. I, you, I, these guys that do that, I'm just like, you, you, this is the truck that you drive all the time. And you're out here putting a blade on it. I want the oldest truck in the fleet going out to do my snow removal services. 
because it's going to get damaged. You're going to you're going to hit stuff. People are going to hit you. You don't want to take your best you know best stuff out there and do it. No, especially when you're traveling from site to site. Now, a good friend of mine, I love him to death. He was been he called in on the radio station multiple times. The Snowballs. Follow him on Instagram. The dude is absolutely awesome with it. The big rubber tire loaders, you know, they've got their salt on site, you know, with the huts that they build. I mean, that's a way to do it. And you talk about preparation and you talk about mobilization, you need to follow him on Instagram. And they go live a million times during one of these storm events. So, uh, but again, like I said, guys, you can get started with a pickup. You can get started with your lawn tractor and a blade on it. Your skid steer. You know, if you're using skid steer and you're working on a site, have that skid steer there before the snow happens. Don't drive the trailer on these icy roads. Get it there and lock it up and be waiting for it. Do your pre-treats. Start calling these property management companies and let them know that you're doing it. Because trust me, if you get a big, big snow, like like we, you know, we're having major ice tonight. We're not really having any snow. So, you know, snow plow's not going to, going to help you the guys that are going to be making money are the ones out there that's got a tractor and trailer load of ice melt but if it is a big big snow that's when you start calling people and saying hey you offer snow removal services and just remember it's hard to be everywhere you know at the same time don't 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 over promise and under deliver you need to do the opposite you need to tell them what you can get done, and then do the extra and impress them. So just just don't don't spread yourself too thin, guys. Anyway, I hope this helps, guys, and I will see you in the next lecture. For more landscape business expert advice, check out golmn.com forward slash blog. And once again, a massive shout out to LMN Software for sponsoring this podcast and making it all happen. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. From budgeting, estimating, customer relationship management, time tracking, and so much more, it's the true do-it-all tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. And the best part about LMN is that they have a free version, which you can use today if you choose to. Just visit golmn.com forward slash free to learn more and start taking advantage of the software that's helped me grow my business into a successful, sustainable, and profitable company. That's golmn.com forward slash free. And thanks again, everyone. And I'll see you in the next lecture. And that wraps up this episode of the Podscape. Thank you so much for joining us here, guys. I love each and every one of you. Life lessons and landscape lectures brought to you by the Turf Teacher and LMN Software. We'll see you in the next episode. Turf Teacher out. Turf Teacher out.